Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 5 episode 29 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials found in January the 30th to February the 5th in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapters 4 to 5. And uh, today uh, we're continuing with um, the study of these sections, focusing more now as we get to Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 32. Uh, and this is set up as taking place after the Saviour's experience in, in the wilderness. We may come back uh, to some of the further things that we learn about temptation um, through other aspects of the, the standard works if we have time. But I want us to move on now to the next part, uh, which Caesar uh, finds Jesus back in Nazareth. Uh, and in verse 16, it says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So we see here, first of all, the Saviour uh, keeping that Sabbath day holy, going to the synagogue on that day. Uh, and taking part in what sounds like a, a study session or a worship session which involves the reading of scripture from the Torah. Um, S. Ken, well, um, S. Ken Brown uh, said this uh, about this practice, quote, Among ancient writers, Luke, Luke is the first to note the custom of standing to read the this, this scripture text during a synagogue service and then sitting to comment on it. Such a practice points to an early shared sense of meaningful actions in synagogue worship. One elevates scripture to read from it because of its spiritual loftiness, and one sits to comment on it because a person's views about it stand lower than its divine dignity. Uh, Augmenting this physical elevation of scripture is the archaeological evidence that a reader moves to the centre of the room and steps up onto a platform to read. Close quote. Um... Uh, so this is um, an important point that the Saviour is engaging in this kind of collective worship experience with uh, his fellow Nazarites. Um, and in verse 17, we're told that he's given the book of the prophet Isaiah, or as we know him, Isaiah. Now, we don't know if Jesus specifically asked uh, for that, that scroll or that book um, of Isaiah. But what we do know is that he opens it and he finds the place where it is written, this verse that we're going to have a look at now. Uh, So whether he asked for Isaiah or not, uh, we know that he chose specifically this passage to read, uh, to teach something to the people. Uh, So in verse 18 and 19 are the verses that uh, he shares. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So we will hear that and we will recognise that this is qualities and attributes that all relate to the Saviour, things which um, he has done and that were part of his mission, uh, to help us with and to help us through um, to preach the gospel, to heal, to preach deliverance, recovering of sight and set at liberty. A lot of it is focused on setting people free and to heal 
which of course we are words that we feel are closely linked to the saviour and his important mission uh, that he has uh, that he had when he came to earth but really that his mission uh, is completely as well um elder dale g renland uh, says this quote god's desire that latter-day saints keep on trying also extends beyond overcoming sin whether we suffer because of troubled relationships economic challenges or illnesses or as a consequence of someone else's sins the Saviour's infinite atonement can heal, even and perhaps especially those who have innocently suffered. He understands perfectly what it is like to suffer innocently as a consequence of another's transgression. As promised, the Saviour will bind up the brokenhearted, give ashes for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. No matter what, with his help, God expects Latter-day Saints to keep on trying. Close quote. So this verse, these what these couple of verses, all point toward the Saviour's characteristics of how he is able to heal uh, and how he, how he is able to make things right and bring comfort to those who have been given things in life which bring them to be beyond comfort. Uh, he has the power to do this. And in verse 20, it says, And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. So at this point, this is, you know, still quite normal practice, you know, that he has read the passages that he chose to read, and then he went to sit down. And as it seems, uh, and as um, S. Kemp Brown suggested, it was common practice in that time to kind of read the verses that you chose to read and then comment on it, or to kind of give your own views or thoughts uh, or testimony, perhaps. Uh, of what's just been read. Uh, and the Saviour responds uh, to them in verse 21 and says, And he began, to, he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, uh, this is um, interesting because what it does is it indicates the Saviour and his, um, his, his knowledge, indicates to us his knowledge of what his mission is. This practice uh, is explained further by S. Kemp Brown in his book, uh, where he says, quote, Jesus's comments following his reading constitutes an interpretation of the scriptural passage known as a targum, which may also refer to a translation of a scriptural text. Examples of written targums have survived and cover a broad range of scriptural translation and interpretation. Such interpretive efforts arise from the fact that following the exile in Babylon, people of the land mostly speak Aramaic. Their scripture is written in Hebrew, and they need help in understanding what the scripture text says and means. The earliest glimpse of an oral targum arises in Ezra's effort to read and interpret scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 to 8, close quote. So this is a practice that is well known, and that, and that Jesus is following the custom of. But of course, uh, what he is saying here, um, and what he is indicating, that the things that he has just read are now about to be fulfilled. Um, and seemingly um, that he is going to be the one uh, that is being talked about in these verses. So we'll have a look at their reaction to that uh, in our next session. Thank you so much for uh, joining with us today. Uh, please do continue to follow the podcast and share what you studied on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again. <laughs>